<laughs> it's okay so I don't know what book this is from but this is a an excerpt from a novel I'm assuming it says but she but she was watching I guess because the previous paragraph says she wasn't watching or she said she wasn't watching but she was for the bathroom door didn't altogether close due to the old frame of the house settling over the centuries and she had to sit on the toilet some minutes waiting for the pee to come Me- oh. wait <laughs> that's only the first sentence oh, I already <laughs> hate it <laughs> Men, they were able to conjure it up immediately. That was one of their powers. That <laughs> that thunderous splashing as they stood lordly above the bowl. Oh my god. Everything about them was more direct. Here comes the best part. Their insides weren't the maze women's were for the pea to find its way through. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't know what that is from, but it ruined my life, so I had to share. Thank you for ruining my life, too, because I hate it. I hate You're it so much. so welcome. Is it too early for me to... Too early in the in this episode for me to come out as a major major spinner lover. Really, you love spinner? I love spinner. Like not in like I don't want to marry spinner, but like I love him as a character. I've always loved spinner. He's like such the typical like high school bully, and he, well, he didn't make Manny cry. Manny faked cry. Yeah, but like he, he could have made Manny cry. He did, and he like. Oh, I just wrote my notes. Leave Emma and Manny alone, Spinner. And, okay, so there's something I really, really, really want to tell you, but I can't. Oh, no. It's not a bad thing. It's actually, it's a good thing. It's one of my favorite things ever to happen on this show. So, like, the thing is, because I love you and I only want you to have, like, good things in your life, I... I just want to tell you all of my favorite parts. Okay. But, like, I can't because they're, like, there's some of the big things that happen. Oh, I'm so excited to find them all out. I, yeah. I, God, I'm so excited, too. But, like, also, I can't. So, there's one thing about Emma. Like, you know that I love Emma. Yes. There's one thing about Emma that I desperately, desperately want to tell you, but it doesn't happen until she's, like, an adult. Does she marry Spinner? I cannot tell you what the thing is that I'm talking about because it will spoil – not even spoil things in a bad way, but, like, I just don't – I don't know. I feel like maybe you shouldn't know. Does she marry him? I can't tell you anything. God damn it. Like, yes. Stop. Why are you you? No. I'm fucking ruined. Melt it in my bowl. What do you mean? (laughs) Uh, How did you know? She just like, you know, just the way they looked at each other with saucy eyes. They did not. (laughs) 
I know they did it. <laughs> it's just funny to say. I okay, so okay, like I'm really upset that you know, but like I'm glad that you know too because it's my favorite fucking thing that has ever happened on Degrassi. That's crazy. Like comparing this episode to that knowledge, like he's such a butt to her. He is <laughs> such a butt. You're so right. But like, yeah, when like she's 25 and he's 28 or something, they get married. And it's honestly such a sweet wedding. And I love it so much. And like people can come at me. I do not fucking care. I love Emma, which I know is rare because a lot of people love to hate Emma. They do? That's Mm -hmm. so rude. Yeah, I was just talking to my friend EJ today, who is going to be our guest on the last um, episode of season one. And she was telling, or we were talking about how I really wanted to tell you that Emma and Spinner get married. And we were going to try to plan this, like, big reveal on her episode. Because I couldn't wait until it actually happened, but I wanted to, like, not tell you for at least the first season. <laughs> so we we're like trying to plan like how can we tell you like do a do a, a reveal on the season one finale oh my goodness and i ruined it all but you've ruined my entire life so thank you for that i'm so sorry it's all good i'm actually really glad you know because now we can talk about the first interaction they've ever had as future husband and wife is the fact that um he bullied her in seventh grade <laughs> Yeah, he was like, oh, do you have a hall pass? Honestly, one like something strikingly similar happened to me on my first day of middle school. Really? Yes. <laughs> Why is that such a good prank? <laughs> like, it wasn't the hall pass thing, but it was something really similar. So my middle school went sixth to eighth grade. So I was in sixth grade. I was a sixth grader, brand new. Um you know, like just finished elementary school and I'm like a baby. I kind of don't feel like they should send 11 year olds to middle school. But yeah, an eighth grader who was like probably 13, almost 14 or already 14 and like enormous pointed me in the wrong direction. I was like terrified that I was going to be late to my class and I didn't know where the building was. So I was just asking like whoever if they could tell me where the building was and he pointed me in the wrong direction. I walked like all the way across campus and was almost late, which was like my biggest fear. What a what a jackass. I know. I was so mad. And then I was scared of eighth graders for like that entire year. I hope that guy rots in hell. I don't even remember who it was is the funny thing. Like, it could have been anybody. It could have been you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> I got you. Like, I'm going to shape shift into a dick today. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> is it? That's disappointing. <laughs> so, shall we get into the episode? Yes, yes. I don't yes. know why I sounded so tentative about that. <laughs> like you were very afraid. <laughs> um, let me just say, Ashley has so many pillows and they look like so luxurious. Her, yeah, her room does look really nice for like a 13 year old's room. Oh, yeah. Like that is. The room that we all dreamed of and circled in, like, our little Pottery Barn magazines. Yeah. We're like, 
only. Like we talked about last week, Delia is that her whole her whole room looks like it's right out of like a limited two ad or like a Delia's catalog. Yes. See, so many of the children in this episode, I was like, oh my God, you look like you walk straight out of like an advertisement from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like- Especially Paige. <laughs> oh my, I wrote down <sighs> new, new Paige is Baby Spice. Like she oh looks god, like you're so she was right. just dressed up as baby spice the whole episode. I have I have like a long running theory about Paige too, but we have to we have to try to go more in order. <laughs> okay, yes. So Ashley, I don't remember who she was talking to on the phone. Oh, she's talking to Terry. Terry. But oh my gosh, why did every little girl who was like into boys want a boyfriend at 13 so bad it was like this year we're gonna get a boyfriend I know and I remember writing in my diary in middle school like I still don't have a boyfriend yet (laughs) yes oh my god and it was like every day you didn't have a boyfriend it was like I'm dying I'm so lonely and it's like Looking back, it's like you were 13. Holy shit. I know, but I feel like the girls with boyfriends, like, all they did was, like, hold hands at lunch. Yes, like, they didn't even do anything together. Yeah, because they still didn't actually want to socialize with people of the opposite sex. So they are just, like, they would hold hands at lunch, but then, like, the rest of the day and all of their activities, they would just, like, still be with their friends. And then they would just, like, see their boyfriend or girlfriend like on the way out to go home or something i'm like that's it and then they'd have like awkward conversations on the phone on the phone on the landline phone yes and then make out occasionally Uh, oh my god hormones out in my middle school there was this girl named brianna i probably shouldn't say her name but it was brianna um that's not even a fake name I don't remember her last name but she always she was in my English class in eighth grade and she always got in trouble for PDA with her boyfriend you gotta get those raging puberty hormones out she was so like into it too like every time she would come in she would like come into English class late because she had been getting in trouble with the assistant principal for PDA and she'd be like it happened again Oh my gosh, you gotta wear that flag proudly, that makeout flag. She no, yeah, totally. Like she was totally the the like the rock your hickeys with pride type. Oh it was hilarious. Like looking back, I'm just like, you're 13. <laughs> Stop it. You know, I realize now, like I thought when I was, when, like, we were all younger, PDA was going to be so much more of a problem. And, like, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know anyone who does PDA, really. Like, I know. (laughs) It's just, like, not a thing. Now that we're all, like, grown and married and it's not, like, a thing, really, it's sort of just like, yeah, that's my person. I love them. But after that lovely opening scene where they're, like, we have to get boyfriends because otherwise we're worthless. It's 2001. Yeah. Um, and, and then Toby decides to sport a bra. <gasps> that was everything. <laughs> He's like, I'm the coolest kid in Degrassi. Look at my bra. <laughs> I'm so much cooler than any of the eighth graders in my training bra. 
And, like, if any of the eighth graders had seen him do that, they would have beaten the crap out of him. He's so lucky smartphones are not a thing. (laughs) Yeah, because his sister could have totally snapped a picture. She would have just, like, pulled out fucking (laughs) the live Instagram story real quick and just been like, oh, yeah, you still want to make fun of my training bra? Because I'll send this to JT. I'll send this to everybody. Well, later on when, you know, like, Instagram and stuff is more of a thing... The f- the school has official uh, accounts that they can send things to. <gasps> oh, shit. Some stuff goes down, but, like, she could totally send it to the official Degrassi channel or whatever. <laughs> she should have taken a picture and saved it for the future. Oh, my gosh. And did you notice after the theme song when the logo came up that there's a – it says, like, Degrassi – www.degrassi.tv under the logo no it does it does and this is the first time I've ever noticed that oh my god I just I was paying too much attention to the butt and that old phone the butt is um that phone looks exactly like my first cell phone oh my gosh it looks like an old Nokia Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I had I got my first phone in 2003 in eighth grade and it looked exactly like that, except I had a pink My Little Ponies um, case on it. Hell yes. And I didn't even like My Little Ponies. My mom just got it for me. <laughs> I think it was because it was the only like case they had at the store that wasn't the exact one that she had used on it because it was her like hand-me-down phone. Mm-hmm. So it was like, hey, you know, it's not a new phone, period, but it's new to you. So here's a new case to put on it. But it's fucking... It's Emma and Spinner's first interaction. It's the first time they meet. Oh, yeah? The first thing that Spinner says to his future wife is whole pass. <laughs> it's so sexy. It's adorable. Like, okay, I love them both so much separately. And, like, I love their separate storylines for years and years. Because they are never even a little bit romantic with each other until they get married hilariously. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, like, they just – they don't care about each other in that way at all. But, like – so it was totally unexpected because it ends up – I don't want to give you too many spoilers, so I don't want to tell you, like, what pushed them together. But anyway, they – they never look at each other in a romantic way, so they always have, like, very separate storylines, and they have other boyfriends and girlfriends, and they both have, like, such exciting, like, lives ahead. I'm so excited. Anyway, I just love this fucking show so much. <laughs> yes. Although, oh my gosh, I do have to mention that the song, the background song, was starting to eat my brain. Which <laughs> which song? It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, it's like the oh my uh, maybe we can play it was it the one when they were just coming new into school it's okay I know for sure it's when they're in the classroom after Mr. Simpson's like find your seat oh when they sit down okay let me see if I can find it choose your own seats for the time being oh there it is yes I was like, oh, my God, this song is <laughs> 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 Yeah, okay, so 
you're never not gonna hear that song again oh I'm sure I'm sure it's like a you know when you watch like always study in Philadelphia and it has like that trademark yeah song you're never gonna forget mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I was like oh I, I'm sure this is gonna be my new earworm yeah that's exactly what it is and if you watch the end credits it's the end credit song mm-hmm. but they it it comes in I feel like at least once every single episode oh yeah it I, I was like I already recognize it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've already only watched uh three episodes now yeah I was like, oh shit sometimes we'll just be humming that at work <laughs> And also, oh my God, they're so lucky. They all had computers. I would have totally stabbed people in the eye. Mm-hmm. Computers in homeroom. That was so cool. Well, his room, to be fair, is also the media immersion classroom because that's he's the media immersion teacher. Oh, what a what a dope teacher. Yeah, media immersion. He's the shit. Like it is really cool because. His his whole thing is like it's his first year teaching media immersion. He was like a something else teacher before, and he gets to like build the whole program. And because like the internet is brand new, and he's like the fucking pioneer for teaching internet shit to kids because it's two thousand one, <laughs> and people think that your sexual predators are inside of the actual internet. Yes. He's like, sit the fuck down, Emma. I'm going to teach you about web safety. (laughs) Emma, you need to sit your butt on this chair. Also, my same friend, EJ, who's amazing, um, sent me a text earlier this week. And it said, it was snake threatening to strangle the bad guy is my sexuality. I was like, you're not incorrect, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I just I love him and I found an Instagram this week called Snake's Fashion or something and oh Snake is a fashion icon. <gasps> I love it. And I'm obsessed with it now because it's all his 80s fashions. Oh my gosh. This is something that I need to find. It's amazing. I'm gonna I should probably just like hype them on our Instagram because they're really good. Speaking of speaking of hyping people on our Instagram, can I just for a second acknowledge how goddamn wild the extended Degrassi fandom is? Yes, you were telling me about this and it sounds amazing. I just have to say I love that there is such a great community out there that loves the show so much (laughs) it's so cute and I feel like if I had more time on my hands I would be one of them like it's so detailed I it's like um LARPing but on Instagram like (laughs) yeah it's awesome I I love that kind of stuff when I was in like high school and I wish that I had the time to still do that kind of stuff too yeah because the whole thing is all it is is it's hashtag Degrassi RP for Degrassi roleplay and they I keep saying tweet but like they post as the characters and like they steal pictures off of the actual celebrities accounts which I don't know if like the celebrities are always cool with but like if they are then cool um but like or they take pictures 
of like models or whatever that look like the characters and like label them so that you know who they're supposed to be Mm-hmm. And they just post like what would be a regular Instagram post from like that person if they were a real person and like but it's it's gone beyond just role playing as the actual characters like they have given side characters who never even looked at each other in the actual show like total backstories where like they got together secretly off camera and like had a baby and then like this baby is that baby and now it's grown up and has its own Instagram and <laughs> like fucking then they're playing as that person too and <laughs> that's amazing oh my god like there's this one I know you don't know who these people are yet but there's this one where Darcy um so Darcy is a character that'll come on later and she's on for a really long time and then she goes away because in real life she got a it's um Shanae Grimes mm-hmm. and she got a part on the new 90210 um so when she got that part she went off of Degrassi and so they had to write her off in a believable way and the most believable thing for her was like she's going to Africa to help build orphanages because she was really into like helping people in community service and stuff so the whole thing when Darcy went away was she's going to Africa on, like, an extended trip to help people. So the Degrassi roleplay fandom has now turned this into once Darcy went to Africa, it just so happened that Johnny DeMarco, who was another Degrassi student who was, like, a real fuck-up, and, like, he and, he and Darcy made out once on the roof. So, like, they knew who each other were. But, like, it just so happened that he was trying to turn his life around and was also in Africa building schools. And they hooked up, got pregnant, uh-huh. had a baby while they were over there, moved back to Canada, now are a couple raising their adopted half-Vietnamese, half-white adopted daughter. And then also this baby that they had who appears to be Shanae Grimes' actual child in real life. And I think that this whole story was just an elaborate ruse to, like explain why Darcy will now have a baby with her in pictures sometimes on her Instagram RP. <laughs> that is so detailed. Yeah, but like all that is a long way of saying that like the Degrassi fandom is fucking wild and I love it. I love it too. I'm so here for it. It's just like it's so fun to look at all this stuff that isn't real i don't know it's like it's a nice escape from like real life because real life sucks (laughs) it does i would much rather live in any of these fake worlds yeah i could be a teacher in degrassi you could you you could be the school librarian oh hell yeah yes then i'd have to stop cursing on my you know what is potentially a national platform Ah, probably. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, but so yeah, Snake um, is the super cool media emergent teacher. So I have some stuff to say about Toby. Okay, say so your stuff, stuff about Toby. Positive. He's got beautiful eyelashes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how did this boy get blessed with such gorgeous full? frothy eyelashes they are nice i've never really noticed them but now that you say that yeah (laughs) i know they're just so dark and beautiful i was like wow this little boy 
with these beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> okay, so so negatives about Toby. That was the only positive was his eyelashes. All right. <laughs> yes. Cool. But Toby, it, he like he keeps complaining about Ashley. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Ashley was actually being relatively nice to Toby, and I was. I mean, he complains like so much, like. Oh, she's such a bee, man. Like, ugh, we should ruin her favorite thing. <laughs> like, Ashley, like, I don't know. It just seemed like she was talking to him like any sibling would. Like, I don't know. She wasn't being mean or aggressive or yelling. I was just like, wow, it seems like Toby's, like, taking this really over the top. Yeah, you're kind of right. He does kind of, like, he takes it too far and he takes it too far immediately. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, like, so angry about it. He's, like, she always gets whatever she wants. And I'm, like, oh, my God, like, how long have you even known this girl? Like, I think he's, I think he's mostly just pissed because he and his dad moved into her and her mom's house. So, like, wherever he was living before, he lost his home that he was living in and probably his friends because like I got the impression in the first episode that he was like he moved from sort of far away because the only reason he knew JT was through summer camp yeah so like I get the impression that he moved from kind of far away and like he's just starting in a new school and he only knows JT and like everybody else has known each other since they were little and he's just, like, pissed because he has to start everything over and he's, like, an 11-year-old boy. But also, that does not give him, like, an excuse to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, I also figured he probably behaved the way he did because he was an only child for, like, his whole life pretty much. That's true. And they both were until their families blended. Yeah, and, you know, he was like, I got everything I wanted exactly the way I wanted it my whole life up until this point. And mm-hmm. all I have to share. I have to do all this stuff. And it's like, even though they're, and I thought it was really interesting that they were like told everybody they were in family therapy. I know. I kind of like that though. Like they're not ashamed of it. They're just like, yeah, yeah, we have a blended family. We did some family counseling. Like it's just what you do. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. It's I was like, like that's nice. Like, you would never, like, I would never think to expect that in, like, any other television show for them to be like, yeah, you know, our parents got married and then we went to counseling and now we're figuring out how to get along. It's like, yeah, wow. especially not in 2001 on an American show. No way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because those were still the, that was still when it was hilarious to, like, hate your wife. Oh, yeah. Still- or your spouse in general, because, like, the wives hated the husbands, too. <laughs> That's very true. Like, married with children. Married with children. King of Queens. Yes. Oh, my God. I really like King of Queens, but I'm uncomfortable with how much they seem to hate each other. It's like, if you hate your spouse, just get divorced. What are you doing? Yeah. That's such a baby boomer thing, though. Oh, yeah, it is, huh? Baby boomer, hate your wife. Millennial, hate your life. <laughs> what does Gen Z hate? Gen Z is just that uh, meme where it's them saying, like, this is a strawberry. And <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. Gen Z is, like, a beautiful, innocent, naive, uh, you know, flower. And we just got to keep them that way. We, we got to protect them. We have to protect them. And I'm, I'm doing my part personally to protect them, I think. Um, you are. You're being a 
bang up job. <laughs> I'm trying. I just I love them so much and they're so sweet and I want them to save the world like they like they want like they want to save the world and I want to help them, you know. <laughs> Seriously, the children are okay. They do have like such wonderful little hearts and it's they want true. to like, help. They really are fine cuz honestly like they are the most obnoxious generation online by far like I can't fucking stand TikTok but like I also can't stop looking at TikTok right (laughs) pretty sure that this is how they're gonna take over the world oh my gosh like but no they're really fine like even though they're the most obnoxious generation ever online like their hearts are in the right place and most of them are also capable enough of doing things that like they will really be able to help when they get a small amount of power and or I don't know yeah I mean, a two-year already, AA degree yeah I mean you already see like so many teenagers kicking ass and standing up and being like hey listen to me yeah. motherfuckers it's true like the Parkland teens came to mind first but they're not the only ones yeah Greta Greta yeah and I'm sure there's more Oh, so I have some more thoughts. On some oh, yeah. What else about Toby and Ashley? Oh, so that was all I had on Toby and Ashley. Totally oh, up. okay. Totally up. But um, right. Liberty, oh, my gosh. Oh, I tell me everything you think her. about Liberty. Okay, so, like, when I first was listening to her, I was like, this poor girl, she has to have gotten bullied so much because she's so bossy. But I love mm-hmm. her because she's so bossy because, like, Bossy little girls are the best, and they know what they want, and they're so great. <laughs> but like everyone's like, "Shut up! You're so loud. Shut up! You, you can't talk like that." Yeah, no, she's awesome. Because and she doesn't sick. really get bullied as much as you would think. But I'm not, like, yeah, I, I'm glad about that. I'm just saying, like, you know, I just feel so bad whenever like little girls have that uh, mm-hmm. attitude and stuff because it's like. That always bossy always comes with such negative tones and negative like attitudes. And it's like, no, it's just knowing what you want and being like, you know, pushy about it. Be like, listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like they've made pushy a dirty word, but it's not. Yeah. It's like it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. And that's the thing about Liberty is, like, she is highly motivated by her parents. You'll find out later both of her parents are lawyers. And, like, they're very, like, they're well off. They have money, but they're not flashy about it. And they're, like, a really cool, nice family. And they, both the parents are lawyers. And they're very into academics. Oh, she definitely seems like she is in a family where there's, like, pressure on her to be good at what she does. Yeah, but the thing is, like, because she has a brother, too, and the brother is not like her. You meet the brother later, and he's not nearly as, like, academically motivated. So I feel like the – like, he's still motivated about something, but it's not academics. Like, it's sports and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like – and he does end up being, like, on the football team and, like, pretty good at sports. But – it's obvious that the parents aren't pushing them, like, specifically in any one direction. It's more just, like, find what you're good at and then be really good at it. Yeah, like, you don't have to pick, like, something that we approve of, but you must be excellent. Yeah. That's good. See, I like that where it's not, like, you must choose a path that we choose, but 
I strive for your excellence. I mean, unless they're like too pushy and it's like making the kids stressed, you know? Well, cause they do get that way after a while. Like after she starts to, I mean, well, always like they are very, like once she starts showing that she's really good in school, they start getting really pushy and really like, oh. you have to do really good. You have to be the valedictorian and she starts kind of getting super stressed out but that's so terrible See, that's where it turns sad where it's not like yeah I will always push for your excellence no matter what you choose it's like then it turns to I'm gonna push you until you have a nervous breakdown yep but I do love Liberty in these early seasons I love her like she's so confident of herself like Mm-hmm. Just you can see it just radiate through her. It just it has to be the actress herself who totally brings that to the role. And I just love her so much. Yeah. And the thing I love about all the little kids is that like they are actual little kids, but like you can tell how much fun they're all having. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, like every single one of them is just having the time of their lives being on this show. And I love that. It, it makes me feel, you know, less guilty indulging in childhood games. <laughs> <laughs> well, because – and like I said last episode, I don't know nearly as much about, like, the way that they produced this show. Because on the 80s when they made it a point to, like, use real kids that really went to public school and they would only shoot on, like, summer break – and winter break and they would shoot the entire season on like one school break and then just release it during the year um, so that they could be regular kids. See, that's so nice. And I wish, I hope they did that for this season, but I'm, I don't know. I hope so too. And I almost kind of think they probably started out that way back in 2001 and then it kind of petered off after a while maybe. And like now they use more, like I call them performing children with like a capital P and a capital C, but like, you know, the kids that <laughs> the kids that grew up and go into auditions on the weekends instead of birthday parties, you know? Yeah. Oh, I did write down a note about Liberty though. Oh, what did you write down? It was does Liberty talk like that because she's only ever read book read books and never talked to another kid? <laughs> Um, maybe because I don't see her with any friends. Yeah, she's not friends with Emma and them yet. Like they don't, they don't talk to each other at all in this episode. She might have just been really buried in books in elementary school. And then... I'm honestly wondering if she was homeschooled until middle school. Yeah, maybe. That's why she's so much smarter than everyone else, and why she doesn't know anyone or have any friends. Yeah. Because it's, like, her first day in middle school and she's never been to, like, real school before. Because she's been homeschooled, learning, like, shitloads more than everybody else, which is why she's so smart. She is. I mean, even the way she talks is just very eloquent for her age. Yeah. It's like she read, like, a 500-page book on public speaking or something and then just decided to employ that in everyday life. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. The Canada money scared me, by the way. I'm so glad you brought up the Canada money. When I was watching, because I'm just watching, not thinking, and then all of a sudden pull out this money I don't even recognize. I was like, whoa. 
So I actually have several points to bring up about the money. <laughs> yes, please share them with me. So my first point was I looked up on the inflation cal- uh, calculator how much $80 was in 2001. And it was 100 and I want to say $11. Man, JT got a lot. So, yeah, like, today she would have bribed him $115, which, like, one of my many questions is, where did she get that much money? Where did she get 80 bucks? Oh, steal. Like, babysitting? That's a lot of money. Ashley is way too moral to steal. That's true. Maybe babysitting, yeah. She had to have done like babysitting, money. Christmas money, birthday money. I guess she seems like the type to save it up. But that's so sad. She spent like probably everything she had to win that election, and then we didn't even get to see the speech. I know they went through all of that, and she was like, "Oh, I get to do my speech," and then they just cut away, and suddenly it was after the election, and he was like, "Oh, congrats, Miss President." Yeah, I was like, "Like bullshit." Bullshit. He like the whole speech was supposed to hinge on like if he was gonna tell on her, and then they wouldn't even give us the satisfaction. I know, and I honestly, knowing Ashley in the first season, her speech probably sucked. I feel like Ashley's entire identity in the first season is like stereotypical teen girl with no like backstory whatsoever. That sucks because I feel like she's a pretty good actress. Like she is, and she'll definitely get her character gets way better as it goes on. Well, that's good because it would be so disappointing if she was wasted. But what did you think about her personality, like just from this episode? Um. Well, as I said, like I felt like they really blowed up, like them not getting along for her being so calm and nice to toby yeah so because she does like tattle to mom or whatever but it's all pretty like reasonable yeah i mean it was reasonable like sibling behavior but like i do feel like she probably was the most stale personality out of everyone like i mean you have Paige, who's like you know very bubblegum pop and then you have spinner and uh drake (laughs) Drake I still I can't think of him as Drake because he was Jimmy to me first see the thing is is I hate Drake like now because talks to little girls so oh yeah I forgot he did that so I like this young Drake before he uh was a bad pedophile man sucked yeah so I'm like oh this is nice I can uh get behind non-pedophile man yeah, he was he was sweet at this age. And then he and he into a criminal. He did. And that's disappointing as shit. I know he literally texts little Millie Bobby Brown, thirteen years old. I read about that and was really disappointed. Yeah, it's like oh, what is what would be the point of you texting this little girl? Honestly. Unless, yeah, like, what are you going to be her friend? Like, what do you guys have to talk about? (laughs) Yeah, and if you are being her friend at this age, you're grooming her. You're totally grooming her like a gross, gross man. I thought you were just going to stop at gross, and I was like, yeah, he is a gross. He's an entire gross. (laughs) 
one big pile of nasty growth. <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah, not necessarily wrong. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I am shocked at, like, Toby's change at the end. Because, you know, he was such a dick, like, the whole episode. Like, I really was pissed at him because I was like, why are you going to such lengths to, like, ruin your stepsister's opportunity like she obviously cares about this and then at the end when like I honestly wasn't sure if he was gonna change because he did seem like he still wanted to tell on her and then that last scene where he was just like opened up to her and he like actually told her how he felt like a little boy opening up about his feelings I was like wow wow way to go kid yeah it's it's pretty unrealistic. It is. It's very unrealistic. But I was like. Especially because like you have a younger brother. So you know how that relationship is. Is oh. it anything like the way it's portrayed? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, my little brother would never have admit- admitted he was wrong. Or he did something that would have hurt me. He would have been like. Tough shit sis. Oh god. <laughs> would have probably kicked As a little shit. baby 11 year old. He would have said tough shit. Oh, yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) For sure, as an 11-year-old, he would have said tough shit. (laughs) And definitely probably would have kicked me in the shin. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. Having a little brother is awful. I would not suggest it. Zero out of five stars. It sounds like the worst. I don't know why anyone ever has more than one kid. I know. It's just asking for trouble. God, and speaking of brothers... Manny, at the end, I have to draw your attention to the fact that she says the fake crying works on her brother all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Broke my little heart. Okay, but Manny doesn't have a fucking brother. (gasps) Wait. Never again, never, ever again do they mention a brother and never do we see a brother And it is heavily implied several times over the years that she's her parents' only child. Okay, so obviously someone else is hurting her where she has to fake cry. Or it's just like a stupid fucking throwaway line that the writers put in and forgot about. That's true. Because I feel like it's more that at this point. Because, like, they, she's not being abused. Manny's okay. I totally put, like, way too much faith into writers and stuff. I'll always, like, overanalyze every line. I'm like, hmm, this means something into the future. And, like, it can always just be like, oh, the writer's fucked up and continuities <laughs> shit. But the only, the only reason I know that this was probably just like a throwaway line that was funny at the time and then they forgot to give her a brother was because like her like you never like she's fine right now i thought you said she had a sad life she will later but she's fine right now okay well i'm glad she's fine right now yeah she'll be fine for a while her problems don't really start until like I mean, her dad's like a strict asshole. She's a first-generation Canadian. Her parents are immigrants from... I don't remember from where? Philippines. Filipino. They're they're immigrants from the Philippines. Ooh. And her dad is very strict and traditional. 
So they have, as she gets older and starts wanting to do more stuff, they start butting heads a lot. Like, it gets ugly sometimes. Hmm, poor Manny. Yeah, she turns out okay, though. I'm glad. But now I'm just, like, you've ruined the whole, you ruined the Emma Spinner thing, so now I'm just telling you everything. <laughs> it's okay. I I don't know, like, what is, like, going to spoil something or what's just a fact. I mean, and secretly, one of my favorite things is giving people spoilers, like, if they want them. So, you know, I'm sort of in my element at the moment. Well, I remember you told me about Tyler Durden before we watched Fight Club. <sighs> Oh my, did I? You did. I think you did. I'm pretty sure you did because I, we were putting it on and I think you told me about it. I hate myself. How could I do that to you? <laughs> I still I, liked it. I was shocked as shit when I found out. I can't believe I didn't let you find out on your own. And I, rem- I remember we paused it so we could find uh, all the places he like showed up. Yeah. To. The little flickers. Mm-hmm. We were so cool. We were the coolest kids in school. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say about the money was throughout the series, they go back and forth between using American money and Canadian money. Really? Like, it's a continuity error that continues. That is really weird. Yeah, sometimes they have American dollars and sometimes they have Canadian money and, like, people on message boards talk about it. That's so weird. It's like just pick a side. Exactly. Just pick one and like literally no one cares because I know they use both up there. Yeah. Like probably Canadian money more often obviously but I know that they use both. But yeah, no, it's like a thing TM in the Degrassi community is they they talk about why they won't just pick a side with money. (laughs) Uh, Continuity in television. Oh, I actually wrote something down about the moment when Toby apologizes, too. Oh, yes. I agreed with you, apparently, when I watched this the first time at 5 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Um, It says, it like, that moment is surprisingly real and raw. Ashley shows her true insecurities, but in a good way. She's already growing and developing depth as a character, which is a positive because she seems super boring. Yes. And I know she's not. I know that Ashley is not boring. And I'm very excited yeah, I to really, watch her grow up, too. I really loved the moment when she did, like, show Toby where she was like, this means so much to me, like, uh, when he was going to re- tell on her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a good Ashley moment. He finally got it. Yeah, where he's like, this is the, where she was just like, this is the only thing I have, and you invaded this too. Yeah, because before he was just like, oh, Teehee, I'm going to be, you know, a pest. But he didn't realize that this was like her one sanctuary, basically. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, the closure of this episode. Yeah, it was very – it had a very, like, sitcom feel. Like, everything's resolved after 22 minutes. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure not every episode will be like. <laughs> they they do – yeah, there are a lot of – like, people have a lot of problems that just 
magically get resolved at the end of the episode and then you never hear about them again but it's definitely a long-term problem like being a hoarder yeah there's like way 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 later on there's a character that comes out one episode and reveals that he's a hoarder and he's working on it and it's this a form of anxiety and everything and, da, 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 and they have this whole episode that's educational about what hoarding is and how to get help for hoarding and then you never hear about his hoarding ever again after that episode. Wow. It's just like, I guess they found something more interesting. And they, the writers do that a lot on this. They find something more interesting to do with that character. So they just like drop their old storyline and never pick it up again. That's disappointing. Yeah, it's weird. Because it's like, weren't you the girl that just had a baby last year? Like, oh, yeah. Like, how are you here auditioning for this, like, national TV show? Oh, the baby, um, I, uh, he's adopted now. I don't have him anymore, though. So, like, I'm here to do the show now. Like, <laughs> the baby got abducted by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really awkward sometimes how they're just like, yeah, that happened, but now it's over. <laughs> Please forget it. Please forget it. It didn't happen. <laughs> Um, what was your favorite, should we say favorite moments first or least favorite moments? Oh, wait, no, before we do that, what do you think of Paige? I don't think we talked about Paige nearly long enough. Oh, yeah, we only talked about her style. I think that she, she seems like she's a ditz, but she also seems like she's a very genuine friend. Like, she was very supportive of Ashley. Yeah. So I don't want to be too judgmental and be like, oh, what a dummy, you know, just based off of her style and stuff. Because, you know, you can dress however you want. You can look however you want. And you can be the most intellectual person in the room. So that is an excellent and very evolved point. But it is not the universe that they were living in in 2001 <laughs> at Degrassi Community School. I, so I'm guessing she is the ditziest girl in the group. Well, she isn't. She isn't. Paige is complicated, and I'm seeing a lot of things in her this time around that I didn't notice before. Um... First, the first thing that I never noticed before is that when they see her for the first time, it's the first time they're seeing her since the last day of seventh grade. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the first day of eighth grade. And when they see her, she's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you guys all summer. That's sad. That means that no one hung out with her. Yeah. But, like, she's re- imagined herself this summer she's she's become this person that we're seeing she was not this person before I feel oh yeah for sure she like definitely took on this persona and this attitude and this style like she's made the conscious decision that like she is going to be the queen bee of Degrassi yeah 
Like, this is her year. Like, she did that thing that they do in all the teen movies where, like, they look in the mirror after they shower and, like, wipe off the steam in the shower on the first day of school. And they're like, Paige, Michael, Chuck, this is going to be your year. Like, she definitely did that in the mirror that morning. She definitely did. Like, she she's living the school year like so many of us dreamed we were going to do. We're like, this year, I'm going to totally rock it. I'm going to get a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm going to look so hot i'm gonna wear my baby spice sunglasses from limited Two. wait can i play i'm gonna play a sound bite if that's okay yes yeah all right because this fucking little monologue that she did just cracks me up hi my name is Paige, and of course ashley's gonna win today sure some students may resent her for being so perfect but ashley always gets what she wants so why should today be any different Actually, I'll tell you why today's different. See, I just got these brand new glasses, and I think they look rather nice with my outfit, don't you? Oh, and my belt. Please, we get a close on the belt. Thanks. Beautiful, eh? And my new purse, so everyone can see all that I own. What do I have in here? This? This isn't mine. Hello, I'm not done here. (laughs) So... One thought I had was who the hell is behind that camera because we never find out who it is. Oh, yeah. I was wondering that, too. I was like, because they seem to go on both sides. So I wasn't sure if it was someone who was like JT and Toby's friend or Ashley's friend. I was kind of assuming it was just like a school video journalist or something. Like, you know, the little guys that do the morning announcements or whatever. Yeah, maybe like someone from the newspaper department. Yeah, but it felt like more of a plot device because they never tell you who's behind the camera. Yeah. Like, it felt like just more of a way to get everyone's opinion on the election without having to have, like, awkward leading conversations at lunch about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But she's so into all of a sudden, like, look at me. I'm rich. I'm fashionable. I have nice things and I don't eat candy. I'm perfect and I'm the, you know... Like, I talk like this because this is how the popular girls talk. Like, she's she's cultivated a persona. She has. It seems like it probably came from, like, a very deep place of, like, low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. She watched Clueless. And she was like, I wasn't popular last year. I'm going to act exactly like what's-her-name so that I'm popular. Yeah. And I mean, like, she is a very like pretty little girl so i mean it, it works out for her it's not like you know she's a little mess yeah which i mean i'm sure she wasn't like completely unfortunate looking in seventh grade so it probably wasn't as much of a glow up as it could have been yeah so it was probably pretty easy to just be like oh i'm gonna you know get these sunglasses and like actually I don't know, read a fashion magazine and see what's in style and then look like them. And that's how I'm going to be popular. And But she's yeah. so insecure. Which is so sad because it means, like, especially at that age, it means it came from a place from like her parents mm-hmm. or from being bullied when she was little or something. Because, I mean, little girls don't just feel that way for no reason. Yeah. It's the... Um, you know, the Dove campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Love your body. Poor little Paige. It's okay. I mean, not specifically, but, you know, it's okay to be who you are. But, like, maybe this is her, too. On the flip side, 
you know, maybe she just like for whatever reason was never able to be herself before. And now she can be she has the confidence to really be this person. Yeah, maybe she saw Clueless and she was like, this is my dream. I should be this queen. (laughs) Maybe she was like me when I found out what non-binary was and it was just like, oh, fuck, that's what I have felt like all this time and never had words for. (laughs) She could just feel like she is a a valley girl queen on the inside or, you know, (laughs) whatever. She very well could, but she also continues to be insecure as the season goes on. Then that probably speaks more to the other side, that she probably is doing this for attention and love, and eh, she probably doesn't feel very good about herself. And boys. I think it's mostly boys. Fuck those boys. Don't fuck those boys. boys. (laughs) Uh, uh, No fucking of the boys. Zero fucking of boys. Boys are bad. (laughs) No good. Boys just turn into men and that's even worse. Yeah, men are worse than boys. (laughs) So we didn't say the name of the episode again. Um, But this one was called Family Politics. Yes. Fittingly. And it was, I mean, they've already broken the naming after a song tradition after one episode. (laughs) Yeah, I was, like, confused by that. I was like, aren't these supposed to be named after songs? They are, and almost all of them are. The note on this one, so there's also, for anyone that has not visited it, there's a Degrassi wiki, and it's amazingly detailed. Oh, yeah. So if you don't mind spoilers, it's really fun to just get lost in it for, like, an entire afternoon. <laughs> But um, on on the wiki, it said that this episode was not specifically named after a song, but it's possibly inspired by the title of the song Politics by Bad Religion. Oh. I've not heard that song to my knowledge. I don't know what that song's about. It might be about a family. I don't know. But the episode's family politics, the song is politics, whatever. Um, It came out on November 4th, 2001 in Canada, and then it hit us down here in the good old, incredibly fucking doomed U.S. of A. on (laughs) April 1st, 2002. Yay! What were you doing in April of 2002? Oh my goodness. I was... 2002, I think I was... I was just ending fifth grade. No. Yes. Yes. I was just ending fifth. I was going to end fifth grade that spring. Oh. Yes. Because I was going to start middle school in that fall. Did you have like a terrible experience with an upperclassman in, in middle school at all? Um... I, you know, I was, like, always scared I was going to get hazed, but I don't ever remember, like, an upperclassman being, like, I'm going to get you, like, in middle school or in high school. Do you ever remember that? No. I I remember also kind of being prepared for it because of all those episodes of the TV shows I used to watch, like, Hey Arnold and all of those that had, like, the, like, 
the first day with the new kids and like the new grade got like chased down and thrown in the dumpsters or you know shot with paintball guns or like whatever fucking like dazed and confused like paddled with a wooden paddle or but you know like I don't think that happens in real life I think it's just on tv yeah I've never ever seen that happen or experience if it does if it like if it happens somewhere please message us on um instagram at social disease pod and tell us about it because that's not anything that i've heard of happening in real life only on movies and tv shows so and not even it doesn't even truly happen on degrassi i mean they're just kind of like it's regular bullying it's not necessarily because they're younger i don't think i don't know but anyway next the next episode is the eye of the beholder and that one page that's harry's episode that's the one we were talking about from the commercial oh i'm so excited to watch it that's the one where we get to see exactly how insecure page is oh yeah yeah i don't want to tell you anything else i'm so excited for next week you want to do the favorites and stuff yeah, do we want to say favorites first or least favorite moment first? Ooh, let's do least favorite. Okay, so my least favorite thing was Paige being obnoxious. <laughs> All of her, her like, monologues and stuff about her clothes. Yeah, her whole thing about, like, don't you think that my sunglasses go nice with this outfit? And, like, go ahead and zoom in on my belt. That's pretty nice, eh? Like, I'm so Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding shout out canada i love you canada, message me on message me on instagram come on the podcast yeah I friend of the podcast canada accents canada accents are great friend of the podcast the nation of canada <laughs> definitely my least favorite was just like how toby thought like he was getting everything taken away from him because ashley lived in his house mm-hmm. or lived in he lived in her house yeah. I was like, get over yourself. He does seem to be taking it a little hard. Like, he literally set up this whole plan. Like, this plan is ridiculous. He brings his poor friend JT in on it. And then <laughs> almost gets him stuck with a whole year of doing extra work. To be fair, JT will do anything to make anyone laugh. He was pretty goofy. He did remind me a lot of, like, every class clown I've ever known. He is the – that's the cool thing about how these early seasons started out, though, is that they all started out with a very, um, like, pronounced stereotype, high school stereotype. Like, JT is the class clown. Manny is the girl next door. Spinner is the bully. Like, yeah. Jimmy is the nice guy who's athletic. And, like, Ashley's the – bubbly class president and like Paige is the baby spy like you know the 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 popular girl the mean girl the Regina George and like Terry's the fat girl and <laughs> like Toby's the computer geek JT's I said JT's a class clown already but like you know what I mean and like Emma's the lead character she's the ingenue she's like the she's the final girl Emma's the final girl mm-hmm. like if this was a horror movie she would be the final girl but they take all of these and they tried so hard to keep every character inside of this box that they built for them. And almost all of them smashed the fuck out of it at some point. 
I'm so glad they do because it's so stupid to try and keep like stereotypes, especially like high school stereotypes into like a character that you're going to keep alive for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the whole point of the show is longevity. Yeah. It's, it's like days of our lives. It's these people are on it forever. Yeah, and you need to have teenagers grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have them have the same shitty personality they had when they were 13. <laughs> and that's why the show is so great, though, is because it's it recognizes that. And I feel like it kind of – like, that's a testament to it growing with the times. Because in the early 2000s, in 2001, that was what everybody wanted was the stereotypical um, – like the jock, the the mean girl, the you know all those stereotypes, and then them having these sitcommy kind of plots and the over the top crying and the you know the cheesy lines and the the romance and everything. But then, as entertainment got more complicated and smarter, like this show grew with it. Yeah. It didn't stay this way, and that's why it's still on. So what was your least – or no, your your most favorite part? Um. Oh, here. My most favorite part. I'm getting tired. Can you tell? <laughs> uh, I worked an entire day before this. My favorite moment was the girls dealing with the first day of junior high and ultimately winning the day by tricking Spinner. Mm-hmm. And my other favorite thing was Mr. Simpson just being himself, his adorable sweet self. Yes. I love Mr. Simpson. He he definitely is growing on me more and more. And I just I almost never will have anything bad to say about Mr. Simpson. I my favorite part of this episode is I really liked seeing Manny more and like I thought that her tricking spinner was really funny. I think that just seeing that, I was like, oh, I'm really excited to see her personality grow more. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. You're totally right. Like, so I, f- I feel like Manny's maybe going to be your favorite for a while. I have a feeling too. She seems like my kind of gal. She's pretty great. She's got like really interesting stories too. Like we're, we're going to have some talks about Manny, I feel. I feel like I have a vague memory from uh, that Lemon Demon song that doesn't Manny date someone who's got a small penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm excited. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to keep it a surprise? Is it Jimmy? No. Who has a small dick? Do you actually want to know or should we keep it a surprise? <laughs> like, I have to ask. It's like. Yes, um, yes. I want to know who has a small piece. It's like saying Bloody Mary. I have to ask you three times before I accept it. Like, do you really want to know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's JT. <gasps> JT has a small pee-pee? Yeah. Oh, poor JT. And, like, he buys a penis pump. Oh, my God. I remember this now. Oh, he buys a penis pump. Oh my god! To try to impress her. Yes. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, this show is. Is that in the fun. song? Is the penis pump in the song? The penis pump is in this song. How does it? How does that part go? Like I don't. I am not nearly as familiar with this song as you are. Oh, okay. Here, let me see. What is it called? It's it's just called Degrassi. Once upon a time, there was a school called Degrassi, and the children in attendance were all fat and sassy, except for one little boy, and his name was Rick. People pushed until he turned into a prick and took a gun, took a gun, took Took a a very big gun. Oh, I was right. It was Sean. <laughs> Everything was fine. Oh, Craig. Oh, it's Ashley. Joey. Oh, Joey gets beat the fuck up. You're going to love it. spoilers in this song <laughs> I, I actually because I was like talking as if I missed a few I don't remember who was gay Marco we haven't met Marco yet oh okay but so I was right about Sean raped. yeah but like now you fucking know that and like it's not a surprise and it was such a shock oh that makes me so well I don't know who does it you don't, and it, and you don't. You haven't met the person yet, but so like that is part of the shock. Yes, and you get to hear about the magic penis pump. It's not magic; it's just a penis pump. And oh. the some the some black kid is Liberty's little brother. Oh my god! <laughs> what did they say about Liberty in the song? Um, nothing. I don't think they just said like then some black kid gave him a magic <laughs> penis pump. I think I thought they said something at the end, but. Oh, did they? I said they sh- something in oh, no, they said too. Hazel. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did say something about Liberty. Something in Liberty is too. Um. And then Snake has cancer up the wazoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snake gets cancer. But, like, and now Joey you know gets- all these things. Joey gets his ass handed to him by his stepson, Craig. Oh my god! I'm so. Oh my god! He beats him up. It's so bad. Spinner gets a boner in class. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! And Hazel <laughs> never, ever does anything because she's useless. Fucking Hazel. We haven't met Hazel yet either. I think she's in the next one. I'll even miss Spinner's hair. So yeah, Spinner's hair. Since I love the fuck out of spinner like we're gonna talk about his hair a lot it changes a lot and it's always 
crazy just so so bad and so 2000s like every single thing he does with it is so 2000s <laughs> like it's so like 2000s musician it just depends if he's being emo or like in a boy band or like <laughs> metal or like at one point when he gets like really he gets super angry and like the way that he shows that he's super angry is he gets a mohawk oh that's amazing and then, like, he also gets cancer at one point, and he just, like, shaves his head in rage. Oh, my God. Does everyone get cancer? Yeah, everybody gets cancer. Everybody gets pregnant. Like, everybody dies. Everybody gets like shot. Huh? I said it sounds like a true soap opera. Well, it is. It is. It's, it's Days of Our Lives for kids. I love it, because I love Days of Our Lives as a child, so... See, I never actually watched it, but my entire childhood, my grandma watched it um, because she also worked full time and so sometimes would have to like tape it. But since it was the 90s, it was literally like taping it with like a VHS (laughs) and she only like she she didn't tape it every day. She reserved it for like really good episodes. And I always remember like it would be like, oh, Stefano's like coming back from the dead today i have to tape it stefano was always coming back from the dead yeah (laughs) always 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 i will never ever forget stefano coming back from the dead why did that happen so much what happened to him that he was always dying coming back from the dead like was he faking his own death i'm not familiar with the show at all well stefano was the villain so he was just always like dying like what's the main story of it is it just like is it about a family or like I think so. I mean, I always just remember, like, bits and pieces because I was younger. I remember there was, like, a character called Samantha I really liked, and she was evil, too. And hmm. she <laughs> – I think she was Stefano's daughter, but please don't quote me on that anyway. <laughs> into this. Um, but, oh, my God, there was just, like, so many people, and there were so many people. Like, people would die or go to islands, and then they would come back. <laughs> It's just, it sounds bonkers. It, it was great. I mean. And because- it was probably like this, though, where they had characters stay on for years and years or, like, leave and then come back for cameos. And it was really exciting. Or, you know, they would die off and it was just, like, fucking tragic and everybody talked about it at work the next day. Oh, yeah. I mean, Samantha and Stefano, they've been on for decades. <laughs> Wait. Are they still on it? Is it still – are they still making new episodes? I think so. I mean, the last time I watched it with my mom was last time I lived in the house. So I don't know if it's still on anymore. It's been, like, uh, over 10 years. Wow. For some reason, I had the lines written down that were the last two lines of the episode. Ashley said for the f- – for the first time in a month, I don't want to rip your eyes out. And Toby <laughs> said, wow, Dr. Freed would be so proud. Uh, and then she delivered that line so uh, with so much emotion. Like, I you know, know. Like she really meant it. <laughs> She's like, I really don't want to hurt you physically. I, for the first time, I don't want to rip your eyes out. Wow, Dr. Freed would be so proud. 
<laughs> and then like awkward laughter until the freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when in the last episode, the freeze frames on like Emma's teary face. Oh. I don't want to meet another scary man. Some of their freeze frames are so weird. Like I love them. Yeah, just very, very uncomfortable. For some reason, I wrote down those lines as, like, potential sign-off for this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> well, Jess, uh, today's the first day I just want to rip your eyes out. Elisa, Dr. Freed would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Social Disease. Follow us on Instagram at Social Disease Pod. <laughs> and listen, like, subscribe, rate, whatever you're going to do. Do all that bullshit. Let's um, subscribe on Spotify. That'll probably help. Just like keep it on a loop all day for your pets while you're at work. Yeah, just play it for your pets. They'll really like it. Yeah. Just don't forget to hit the loop button. Yeah. Don't play it just once. Play it like multiple. all day. We have three episodes now. So just like on repeat. Yes. Yes. Well, we love you, all, all of you, so much. Truly. Hash, hashtag uh, Degrassi RP. Go check it out if you haven't. It's fucking wild. Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> we will see you next week. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. Bow, bow, bow.